My God, I dare somebody right now uh, to take about 30 seconds uh, and just make a declaration in the building uh, that ain't no devil in hell. Uh. Come on, if you only knew uh, what some people have to do uh, just to be in the building tonight. Uh, blood you may have come just to spectate but you're gonna have to get out of my way because i've got to get to the hem of his garment i've got to touch jesus you can sit there if you want to tonight but i came for a miracle i came to get my blessing i came to get my breakthrough somebody lift your voice tonight I came to get it tonight turn to your neighbor tell him neighbor tell him you're gonna have to excuse me in the building I didn't come to play games I didn't come to show you my new dress I didn't come to sport my new coat uh, but I came for one reason uh, and one reason only uh, I've got to get in his presence uh, I've got to feel his glory uh, I've got to touch his come on uh, hallelujah uh, so excuse me if I seem excited uh, on a Tuesday night uh, excuse me if I gotta dance uh, for just a moment on a Tuesday night uh, Excuse me if I gotta make a little noise uh, on a Tuesday night uh, Cause you don't know uh, like I know uh, what he's done for me Glory! Woo! Clap your hands and give God a praise tonight If you're wondering why things sound a little bit different, look a little bit different tonight. We had a bolt of lightning hit the building right before church tonight. It took out parts of the sound system. It took out media computers. It took out all kinds. I'm going to tell you one thing lightning can't take. I'm going to tell you one thing lightning can't take. Lightning can't take our victory. Lightning can't take our praise. Lightning can. As a matter of fact, the real power uh, isn't on the outside of the building anyway. Uh, the real power uh, is in the building right now. Uh, one more time, somebody lift your voice uh, and give him uh, a shout of praise in this place. Did anybody come ready for church tonight? High five about 10 people on the way to your seat. Uh, tell them I didn't come to play no games. Tell them, tell them I didn't come to play no games. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Yeah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. You can be seated for just a moment.
I want to take a very brief opportunity tonight to say welcome to our guests that are here in the house of the Lord with us. We have a handful of guests. Would you help me put your hands together, church? Come on, I need to borrow your voice and your hands. Help me make a little bit of noise and let all of our guests know what a privilege it is to have them here. Welcome to Tuesday night at the Rock Church of Fort Myers. Such an honor to have you in the house of the Lord tonight. And uh, I want to say what a privilege it is to have brother and sister Dufresne back with us in the house of the Lord all the way from Columbia, Tennessee. They're no strangers here. Help me give them a great big welcome back tonight. Amen. Under the leadership of Pastor Red and the great church there in Columbia, uh, Tennessee, we thank God for that. And, uh, and then I want to say what a privilege it is to have Brother Miko and Brother Ashton back in the house of the Lord with us tonight all the way from Oakland, California. Come on, help me put your hands together and give God a praise for them. Amen. And then, of course, what, what an honor it always is to have uh, some of our, I just call them my own, okay? So good to have Brother Andy Whitmire back at his second home. Come on, help me give God a praise for Brother Andy. And Sister Alina's hanging out with us tonight. Come on, show them some love. And Grandma Nyla's with us, and some the rest of the kids are with us tonight. Come on, put your hands together. Give them a great big hand clap of love tonight. So honored that they're in the house of the Lord with us tonight. And uh, we're looking forward to what God's going to do. How many of you were blessed by what God did in this place Sunday? Amen. Amen. Uh, the building was absolutely packed on Sunday. Uh, the balcony was jumping on Sunday. And uh, when the Lord finished here on Sunday, Mark was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. I think we ought to give God a praise for that. Then Joshua was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And then Dunfavius was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Then Victoria was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And then Shaziah was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And then Linda was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. There's Sister Linda right there giving God the praise. I think we ought to give God one more shout of praise tonight uh, for the revival that's breaking loose all over this place. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to the name of the Lord. Amen. And you do not want to miss anything happening here at The Rock. We're excited. And then I looked back and I thought we had a new guest over here, uh, but it's just Brother Carlos. Looking like a million dollars tonight. <laughs> Amen. I had to say something. I love you, Brother Carlos. What an awesome young man. And uh, appreciate him. And uh, I'm excited tonight uh, because we have a very, very special family with us. 
all the way from Bonner Springs, Kansas, which is really just part of Kansas City, uh, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri. I don't even know what, what the, how they claim it. But it is such a privilege tonight to have Pastor and First Lady Parker with us in the house of the Lord all the way from Bonner Springs. Would you help me give them a great big, I mean a great big Rock Church welcome tonight. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just stand to your feet all over the house. Stand to your feet as we prepare for the word of the Lord. We are so honored to have them with us. And they brought my friend Claire with them. Claire is with them. I'm so excited that Claire is here. And then my brand new little buddy who is only five months old, Jean, I think is how we pronounce it. And, uh, but it's got a fancy thing to it. But we're so good to have, uh, glad to have little baby John with us in the house of the Lord. He came to back up his daddy tonight. And uh, he's all suited and booted, ready to go. Amen. And uh, it, it is such a privilege to have the Parkers with us. I had the privilege of connecting with this family and this church. Uh, it has now been a, a few years uh, at least. And um, just the way that God does things so well. And I have had the privilege of preaching for them on several occasions. And I can just tell you that there are many times preaching uh, around the country, around the globe, that you go to certain congregations, certain churches, and you just know there's a special divine connection. And uh, Bonner Springs and the church there has been one of those places. And every time we've had the privilege of being there, God has done something incredible. And in the meantime, we have forged such a great relationship with Pastor and Sister Parker and their tremendous family. Uh, Brother Parker has now been the pastor of the church there for uh, three years. His father has, has built an incredible work there. And three years ago, the Lord moved in a powerful way. And they assumed the pastorate of that church. And under their leadership, the church is growing. They, are re they have remodeled their entire facility. They are aggressively working at blowing the walls out in everything that God is doing in Bonner Springs, Kansas. And we are privileged to have them in the house of the Lord with us tonight. If you came ready for the word of the Lord tonight, I want you to put your hands together one more time and give God a great big praise all over this house. Come on, as Pastor Parker comes to deliver the word of the Lord to us. Come on, my friend, deliver the word of the Lord. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, they, your pastor's got a, a big pulpit. I don't like that because I can't see over the top of it. Uh, Y'all think I'm kidding you. We actually cut three inches off of mine at home so I could see over it. Hey, small men want to feel big too, you know. We're honored to be here. I want to take just a moment. Uh, he brought us up and introduced us so beautifully, bragged on us. And some of it's exaggerations. He feels bad for us. But we love, hey, we love your bishop and first lady. 
Now, the first time we connected with him, we, I really didn't know him well. It was for a meeting we had several, several years ago. And after that meeting, our church connected so well with him that we've made it a, a staple every year to get him at least one service. And I think we're going on our third year of doing that. And um, we're hoping to get him back this fall at some point. There's not a kinder, more genuine man in the world. He can take somebody that don't feel like they're anybody, and by the time he gets done with them, they feel like they're a king. We're, we're honored to be here with the Williams family and Rock Church. What y'all have done in this building is amazing. I love the screens. Hey, aren't you thankful for a progressive man of God who's pushing forward? Hallelujah. I know you've worked all day, so I'm going to be quick tonight. I want to give honor to my wife. I love my wife, my, my babies, Claire Ann and John John. That's John LaRoe with an apostrophe. And we're so thankful. I'm thankful they were able to come with me. And be in service with you all. What a privilege to be with the Rock Church. Y'all ready to have church tonight? Don't worry. I know you've worked all day. I know lightning's trying to get us. So with the help of the Holy Ghost, if you'll help me preach, we're going to preach. Let the Holy Ghost have its way. And I'm going to dismiss you and you can beat all the other churches to the restaurant. If you've got your Bibles, Genesis 19... Um, give honor to the band. What a job, band. I don't know what I've got to do to pack them in a suitcase and fly them home, but I'm willing to pay the overweight fees on that. We're going to get you home. Genesis 19 and 1. If you've got it, would you shout amen? The Bible tells us on this wise, and there came two angels to Sodom at evening, and Lot set in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the crown. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night. And wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early, and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered into his house, and he made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came unto thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. And Lot went out at the door unto them. In verse 6, the last part, I want you to catch this. And shut the door after him. And he said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold now, verse 8, I've got two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. And they said, stand back. I'm going to 
move through this quickly. And they pressed upon him, even Lot, and came near into verse 9 to breaking the door. But the men put forth their hand, talking of the angels that came to him, and pulled Lot in the house to them and shut the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. And I'm going to try to hurry through this. Verse 12. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides, son-in-law, and thy sons and thy daughters? And whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. Verse 14, Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up. Get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. And I want you to pay attention to the last part of verse 14. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. And we're going to just stop there. I want to act like I'm at home and just talk to you about a few lessons from Lot. A few lessons from Lot. Would you turn and tell somebody a few lessons from Lot? Once you've done that, would you close your eyes and lift your hands? Let's get the Holy Ghost to help us tonight. Lord, I pray you'd anoint my mind, anoint my mouth. God, anoint my lips of clay. Lord, that you would hide me behind the cross. Lord, I'm nothing without you. God, I'm insufficient at my best. But I pray you would give us ears to hear. In Jesus' name we pray. If you're going to help me preach, would you put your hands together before you're seated? Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're going to jump all the way to verse 1. In, in chapter 19, the Bible tells us that two angels came to Sodom in evening. Now, does anybody know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah? Okay. I'm going to give you the cliff notes from it. Firstly, it was a city of sin. There was perverseness there. There was wickedness there. There was unnatural affection going on in that city. That city correlates beautifully to the world that's surrounding the Rock Church tonight. <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah was the present day world that you and I have come out of. That we're journeying through on our way to heaven. And the Bible tells us that two angels came to Sodom at evening and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. If you'll jump with me a few verses, you'll realize that these angels came for a, a purpose. God had looked down on it and said, you know what? I'm tired of seeing the sin and the troubles and the mess. I'm going to destroy it. And Abraham got to praying and interceding with the Lord and said, God, if there's 50, would you save them? He, God said, I'd do that. If there's 40 and all the way down to 10, God, if there's just 10, would you save and spare that city? And God said, yeah, I, I, I can do that. And what we find is these angels have come to this city with a word of warning. They've come with a message and they didn't go to anybody in that city, but they came to a man who knew truth. 
they came to a man who knew who Abraham was, who worked beside him. They came to a man who knew what was right and what was wrong. And you know what you find? You find him hanging out, sitting in the gate. Lot's the man that knows the truth. If there was anybody in that city who could get his family out and turn the course of that city around, Lot could do it. But you don't find him doing it. You find him sitting there. And just a few verses later, when the angels have told him why they were there, and they said, Lot, you better get your family out of here because we're going to destroy it. The Bible tells us that he goes to his son-in-laws and it tells them, hey, you got to get up. We got to get out of here. And his son-in-laws made fun of him. Brother Cadet, his son-in-laws made mockery out of him. You know why? Because their whole life they'd watch their daddy sitting in the gate. Let me give you the first lesson from Lot. I'm, I'm just acting like I'm at home. Is that okay? Let me give you the first lesson from Lot. If you don't stand for this truth, you'll lose what you love. If you don't stand for what's right, you'll lose your family. Daddy's where you're in the building. If you don't stand when your man of God gets to preaching, if you don't stand up and say, preach, man of God, preach. Preach the truth. Help me. Give me direction. Give me the way to be saved. There will come a day when it's too late. And you run to your family and you say, babies, we got to go to church. We've been laying out too much. We got to get rid of the TVs. We got to get rid of what pastor's been preaching against. We've waited too late. And pastor's come to give it to us one more time. And you'll get there. And your babies are going to look at you. And say, oh, you can be seated. Say, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just Bible study tonight. And say, oh, daddy, you don't know what you're talking about. Hey, let me, let me tell you something about children. We train them up in what? The way they should go. Children learn by two things. They learn by what they see and they learn by what they hear. You leave service and you're talking about what's going on at church that you don't like. You've got babies that are sitting in the room and they're listening to mom and daddy talking. And there's going to be a day, mom and dad, that you're going to go to them and say, baby, why won't you come to church with mama? Why won't you live for God with daddy? Why do you want to go out in the world? Why do, why's the high school influencing you instead of you influencing the high school? And they're going to say, don't you remember when you were sitting in the gate and you weren't paying attention to what you knew? You weren't standing up. Hey, you know what we've got an epidemic of Pentecost in? We've got an epidemic of people willing to stand for what they believe in. Hey, and it, it comes natural. You can be seated. It comes natural. The world that we're in despises people that make a stand. If we've ever had to war against conformity and compromise, Rock Church, we're going to have to start warring against it. Hey, I want to remind you tonight, this, this, isn't, this isn't Bishop Williams' 
hobby. This, this isn't just something that they're trying to get money from you so that they can see how big a church. Hey, this is heaven or hell. This is the difference between eternal life or dying and burning forever. It's the difference between you living and one day you're going down and dying. But there being a God who died for you. There being a trumpet sounding one day. And you're getting up out of the grave. And you're going in a living eternal. Hey, that's why it's important, mamas and daddies. Uh, brother, sister, lot, it's important uh, that you don't get confused. Uh, that your perspective does not get skewed. Uh, why does pastor want me at every church service? Uh, I'll tell you why. He needs mamas and daddies that'll get in the gate uh, and will stand. Uh, that'll stand uh, and believe. Hey, I... Sit down, my Lord. I, this is Bible study. You're working me. I, I, I can't tell you enough that it's so vital. Young people, new converts that you don't have anybody in church but you. Mama's coming with babies. Daddy's bringing babies by themselves. Let me tell you, it's vital. That you don't let hell weary you down about the little things. See, there was a time that they went there just because it looked good and looked appealing. They didn't go there because they wanted to get involved and see their daughters used up and see sin and perversion. They went because it just looked good. Hey, don't get disillusioned with your faith. Don't get disillusioned with Pentecost. Don't get disillusioned with your man of God. There's things that are uncomfortable. There's things that make us nervous. There's things that hurt when we got to get rid of it. But let me preach to a lot today. Don't, don't worry about what you got to get rid of. Don't worry about the friends you're going to lose or the family members who aren't going to come to your functions no more. If you'll stand, you're going to Look around and realize uh, there's angels standing with you. Uh, if you'll stand, uh, you'll realize uh, what Paul was writing, uh, that it's not a race to the swift, uh, but to him that endures to the end. Hey, standing's not something that we can just make up our minds and we're just going to stand Sunday and we're going to go back to do what we was doing Monday. Standing's an act of endurance. Do you love the truth? Let me, let me tell you about the truth. Hey, I'm all over. I ain't got no notes. It's just, y'all okay with me meddling a little bit? Hey, I got folks at home love me. They'll take me back if you don't like me. Listen, listen. Y'all sit down. You get me all nervous. You got me sweating. Listen. You love the truth. I don't know. We got... What, 200 in here? The all 200 of you, you here because you love the truth? I want to ask you another question. Do you love your man of God and your first lady? Okay. Listen to me. Love isn't an emotion. Love's a decision. 
My wife's left. Oh, there she is. Baby, listen, listen. I want to explain this to you. I love my wife. But there's times I want to hug her and just really not let go and squeeze her real tight. There's some times I love her, but she gets on my last nerve. Oh, well, I'm just ready. Just. But let me tell you something. You know why I won't, and there's no, she, she feels it about me, I promise. But you know the reason, even when I'm aggravated and frustrated, that I don't go out and pick up a prostitute or fornicate around? <laughs> let me tell you, there's times that that butterflies and all that, that ain't there. But you know, you know why I don't get on Instagram and look up things I shouldn't look up on? It's because when the emotion's not there, the decision is. Hey, there's going to be times it's raining outside and you don't want to come to church. But you made a decision. I'm going to live for God. There's going to be times Bishop stepping on your toes. And you're not going to like it. It's not going to feel good. It's going to hurt. But I want to remind somebody, you didn't get in this because you got emotional. You made a decision. That's my man of God. Whatever comes, whatever goes, if it tells me to stand on my head in the corner, I'm going to stand on my head till it says quit. See, when you get that revelation, when you get that in your spirit, the things he's telling you to do, when he tells you to take 30 seconds and give God praise, and can't nobody do it no better than Bishop. You won't be thinking all oh, that silly because how you feel won't matter because you made a decision that that's my man. And when my man says to do it, I might have an ingrown toenail but I'm going to step until God heals it. See, you know what happened to Lot? Lot was emotional. You know how I know? I'll tell you how I know. I'm going to preach this out a minute. You know how I know Lot was emotional? I'll tell you why. Because he was sitting in the gate. But when the angels got there, he saw them and recognized them. And he stood up. Hey, when we're out and we, we're, we're bumping in the car and I don't, y'all got Sonics? Let me just tell you what I was doing when I was a teenager. When I was bumping in Sonic, and my man of God pulled around the corner, I quit sitting, I started standing, I, I switched it to K Love. <laughs> I was in there rapping and I, all of a sudden I was getting loose. So, Pastor, I was getting loose. <laughs> Nobody's getting, lo getting loose to Chris Tomlin, I know. <laughs> Come on, don't, don't lie to me tonight. It's easy to sit and stand on an emotional basis when we've not made a decision here. Lot was chilling in the gate. He wasn't happy with everything that was going on. He was raised better than that. But he didn't have enough backbone to stand up and say, you know what? 
I'm going to save my wife and kids. So he was chilling, waiting on somebody, and some angels came walking down the road, and he, he stood up, and he got to make an unleavened bread. I'll tell you how emotional he was. He offered his daughters to the men of the town just to leave the angels alone. He realized uh, that somebody had walked up into his city that was important. Can I go a little further? Lot been sitting, wouldn't stand for nothing this whole time. But the Bible says that when the men came wanting to talk to the angels, which they want to do more than talk. I'll let your, your bishop work on that. The Bible says he shut the door behind him and they would have broke the door down if the angels wouldn't have saved him. Lot went from sitting to willing to stand up against every man in that town. You tell me he, there wasn't something in him stirring. He remembered old Abraham telling him, now Lot, this is what we're going to do. This is what we believe. This is why we're blessed. I'm going to get off this lesson. I'll be here all night. But church, listen to me. You can't make a decision to stand off emotion. Don't matter how good you, you hear the preaching. It don't matter how good the music is, uh, whether the screens are on or off. Uh, we didn't come to church tonight uh, because we just needed to emotionally. We didn't just come because I need a smile on my face. I came to church tonight because when I was a young man, my daddy preached to me. And he said, son, we don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Every time the doors open, you find yourself on a pew. Every time there's prayer meeting, you need to make a decision in your heart. I will be there. I'm going to stand for what I believe in. See, if you get emotional and you're just coming to church not because of emotion, because your day's been bad and you need to pick me up, because you don't have anything else to do but you don't want to make a commitment, there'll be a day when your angel's going to come to you. And see, he sees this. We're bebopping in the club to pastor's Jeep rolls outside and then, woo, witnessing Hey, I've been pastoring three years. I've been pastoring long enough. I've got smart. You sit down. I told you I'm meddling tonight. Y'all making me nervous. Sit down, sit down. Let me tell you a little story. Good, good, wonderful couple in our church. He had church about five years. A couple months ago, I got some reports that, man, they're witnessing in the power and light district. Some young people tell me, said, Pastor, we, we had to leave because, I mean, it was, Sister Cardi was singing hymnals. And, uh, well, they had little 12-year-olds there with them from the church. And they said they didn't act like they phased at all. They just was bebopping right along and passing out church cards. Hey, I believe in going to the highways and byways, but we're going out there to influence them, not to let them influence us. But if you're emotional, your head start bobbing to the old grooves you used to hang out to. Hey, we can't be emotional when we make a decision to stand. We have to make a decision that I'm going to stand for God. And I told him, I said, man, 
I said, look, I know you've only been in church four or five years. I said, but you can't. I said, I know you're witnessing. I said, but the problem is, what's your witness look like to them? They're looking at you. Aren't you separate? Aren't you part of that church group? How come you know these songs? What? And do you know what he told me? He said, Pastor, he said, I just come out of it. He said, it, it's just hard to get it out of me. He said, it pulls on me. And I said, you know what? That's the problem with a lot of us. Is there's things that we won't get out of us. And because we've not made a decision, but we're relying on living for God out of emotion. Hey, let me ask you this. Do you ever get tired of this up and down, living for God? Good days, bad days. You leave Tuesday night, and you got angel dust falling out of your flip-flops. But by Sunday, pastor's having to talk you into coming to church. Fort Myers. I believe you'll see that balcony full. But it's not going to happen because you made an emotional choice. I'm looking at about 200 people. You got to make a decision. Don't matter what the devil whispers in my ear. Don't matter how bad the job gets, how low the money gets. From now on, Bishop, when you look at me, you're going to look at a straight line. And it's going to be called consistency. Because when you make a decision... I'm, 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 all in, I'm in all sorts of mess right now. When you make a decision to do something, you're going to do it. See, I believe you can do anything you want to do. And the flip side of that is people going to do what they want to do. Folks, this is heaven or hell. We can be lost forever if we allow our emotions to skew our perspective every time the devil gets involved. Hey, having the Holy Ghost don't exempt you from life. It empowers you to get over it, overcome it. See, when other people's going through your troubles, they're thinking about killing themselves. But you got an angel in this house that's saying, just dance a little bit. It's going to get better. Hey, if God doesn't ever do anything else for me, I'm talking about if I'm broke, busted and disgusted and God don't do nothing else for me I don't care because I didn't come here tonight because I'm going to be a preacher emotionally I made a decision that if God's got a calling on my life it don't matter if I'm persecuted beat up broke if everybody talks about me when you get to looking for for me, I'm going to be in Bonner Springs putting on my tie and I'm going to get there early because I want God to know I made a decision and I'm going to stand on my decision. Woo. Sit down. If we want to beat everybody to Applebee's, you got to sit down and let me get through this. Sit down, sit down, sit down. So we find Lot gets emotional about it and don't decide to stand till he sees an angel coming. This is what I want to read to you. I wish I had the screens. I already told you about his son-in-law's mocking him. And that, that, that's probably the straightest warning I'm going to give this church tonight. You want your, your mama to live for God. You want your babies to live for God. You want aunties and uncles to come to church then let them see you standing 
when the angel's not around. Can I press on that a minute? When he's not tonight, you looking good tonight. It's a pretty full building. You're looking good. Your standards is good. You're separated. You're shouting and dancing and talking in tongues. But that's because the angel's here. Tomorrow when we get up, I want to challenge you, Rock Church. When you get up in the morning, I want you to remember. But tonight, we made a decision to stand. I want you to remember that it's not just affecting you. See, I learned something. You know how come, you know something awesome about sheep? Sheep aren't predators. See them meat teeth right there? See those? Y'all all got them. Some of them. Let me tell you about them. That's because we're, we're carnivores. I know the world says we're vegan and all that. But you got the Holy Ghost. You're a meat eater. That's what the Bible says. Uh, I'm going to get myself in trouble and I better shut up. <laughs> Listen to me. Sheep did a little study on it. They don't, they don't have that. They like salad. But more importantly than that, God didn't design them to take a bite out of other sheep. That's how come he, re he rebuked his main man when he took that sword and swiped. And he put that ear back on. He was doing the right thing. In theory. But in truth, he got rebuked. Not because he was defending God. But because the people of God... We don't swing swords. See, when you get to swinging a sword, here's the problem with it. Everybody, from the least to the greatest in this room, you influence somebody. And when you swing a sword and you think, ah, oh, they're nobody, there's somebody. There's an aunt, there's an uncle, there may be somebody not here that they see it and they're wondering, I thought they were Christian, I thought they was different than that. So that's how come sheep, we, we don't take bites out of each other. We don't do that. And here's the deal with that. This is why standing so important when nobody's around. Standing so important when just not, not just when you're here, but when you go to your job and your home, because you're influencing people you don't realize. There's coworkers watching you that you think you'll never win. And let me, I'll give you, give you a newsflash. You won't if you're sitting in the gate when you show up at work. Well, Bible tells us, verse 15, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And verse 16, this is the second lesson. The Bible says, And while he lingered, while he lingered, can I give you the second lesson real quick? First one was standing, second one. Is we need to get the things out of our life and our home that we've allowed to linger. I'll tie all this together in a minute. We had a service here a while back. 
got to preaching, and boy, I'll run into a, whoo, found a, a rock. And so, preaching about it, I felt the Holy Ghost begin to speak to me and move on me while I was preaching. And I said, if you've got something in your home that we preach against, that you're allowing to linger, Bishop, there was a lady that played professional soccer before she got in church. And she'd held on to her soccer uniform, the shorts and the, the medals, because it was the last thing she had that represented her former life before she got into church. And she brought it. At the time, she was struggling to make ends meet, make things happen. But when she brought the last lingering thing from Sodom and gave it to the angel in her life, she had a few things happen. Long story short, got an inheritance of about $200,000. We're talking. Text me the other day, got a $10 an hour raise. We're talking a single lady, lived by herself all her life. And now, one of the biggest tithes payers, somebody who's got hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank, and she just works social services. That's it. Don't have no family, don't have nobody all by herself. But it was that lingering spirit that she'd allowed to stay. Let me tell you something. Those angels came in and they had a job to do. They had something to do. They had to get him out, get them saved. I want to tell you about your first lady and your bishop. They don't do one thing to hurt you. When they're preaching and you're thinking, my Lord, it is straight tonight. He's trying to get things out of you that you've let linger for too long. Hey, you know what it'd be good for Fort Myers to do? It'd be good for you to go home tonight and get to riffling through your drawers and get to riffling through your dresser and get to riffling through the closet. Hey, you don't know. I had somebody come to me. They had a video game that had black magic in it. Elder, they've been living for God all their life. But they couldn't get their finances to break open. And they went digging through because I told them, I said, there's something. Hey, if you're doing everything you know to do, God's going to bless you. Side note. And I said, there's something that's not going right. And I said, I want you to go home. I want you to turn your house upside down until you find it. And they brought me that video game. We took it, we prayed over it, we anointed it, and we burned it. And a month ago, he's just a auto tech. A month ago, his boss came to him. They do $2 million a year at that auto care place, the man in our church. Came to him and he said, Brother Kyle, I've been praying. And I'm, a, I'm one out of it. I'm going to owner finance it. All you need to come up with $60,000, you can have it. When I'm talking, he's going to go from 60000 a year to a quarter million a year in a few months like that and only have 60000 in debt. Hey, that's what God will do when you quit lingering on things from the world. I got another one for this, this. This isn't hearsay. This is stuff I've seen in these last three years. You can be seated. My Lord, y'all make my feet hurt. The other day, we had another deal. Young man... Divorced, his wife left him, he's 19 years old. Tough deal. I'm actually glad we're really not 
all over the place tonight. And long story short, wife left him for another man, ended up, ended up being with child just a few months later, messed his world up. He's 19 years old, high school sweetheart kind of deal, love of his life. He gets, a year or so goes by, I went to him, I said, man, you, you need to, you're dating this girl, you need to get married again. I know it's been tough the last time, but I said, you can't, you can't live by yourself. And long story short, get married, and boy, things went from okay to worse. Worse and worse and worse. Man, we, we couldn't get things no better. And I finally went to him. And I said, there, there, there's something that's lingering that's not letting you, that's preventing God from releasing you, giving you what he's got for you. And lo and behold, we got to digging around, talking about it. And they had just a little remnant. He had a little remnant from the past. Got it rid of it. And the last four weeks, he got a job opportunity. The last four weeks, he's netted over $2,000 a week, mechanicing on high-end exotic vehicles. I'm talking stuff that we've seen the last few months. When you get rid of the lingering things and God unleashes heaven over your family. See, I'm trying to hurry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being too long. This is what happened. Verse 16. The Bible says, and while he lingered, the angels laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters. The angels did. They reached down and grabbed them by the hand. And the Lord being merciful to, unto him, and they brought him forth and set them without the city. Can I be real with you? There's things and problems and situations in our world that have got, that are so rooted in us it's hard to let go of there's cultural habits there's things that we've experienced and went through that have put a stamp on us and it causes us at times when we want to jump in and dive in as deep as we can there's something there and that's that lingering spirit from Sodom the Bible tells us that those men, those angels, they reached down. Give me a hand. And they took each of them by the hand. The, being merciful, the Lord being merciful. Even after they lingered, even after he offered his daughters and all the mess, the Lord was still merciful. And that angel reached and got his hand. Got his daughters. Got his wife. And Took them out of that city. Can I give you something to dance over a minute? You know, it's biblical to get somebody by the hand and give God praise with them. I just quoted it to you. Hey, there's times, Rock Church, there's times when people come in and they're weary 
and heavy from what life and from what hell has been throwing at them. I want to challenge this church. Don't let the devil divide you. Don't let the devil sow seeds of division. Don't let the devil get in the middle of what God's trying to do right here. Hey, we're going to do that right now. Would you find somebody and get them by the hand? Come on, side to side, everybody. Would you connect? Come on, we're going to pray right now. Would you lift that hand high? Lord, we're asking you to touch this church. Lord, we're looking to see revival, looking to see breakthrough, looking to see great things happen at Rock Church. Lord, I pray you'll unify them. God, bring them together. Lord, let them be their brother's keeper. Let them be their sister's keeper. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Would you clap your hands? I got one more lesson for you. You can be seated. It came, and it came to pass, the Bible says, that when the angels had brought them out, the angel says, escape for thy life. Look not behind thee. Don't stay in the plain. Escape to the mountain or you're going to be consumed. And a lot says, oh, not so, my Lord. Now, I got a little girl who can talk back better than anybody. And I can just hear my baby's voice saying, oh, not so. <laughs> Lot tells him, oh, not so. And he says, see, I've accepted this thing concerning thee. And we're just going to go right now to this little city right down here. And that's where we're going to stay. You don't find the angels telling him, okay, yes, what you're going to do? No, no. Angels said, go to the mountain. Let me tell you what your man of God's trying to do in your life. He's trying to get you to the mountaintop. He's trying to get you to where finances are in the trouble, where your marriage is good, where your kids is good. He's doing his best. To get you to the mountaintop. But Lot says, oh, not so, my man. I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to meet you in the middle. We're not going all the way to the mountain. We're just going to go to this little city on the edge of the mountain. We're going to go to this little city at the bottom on the edge of the plains here. And we're going to set up count because it's what we want to do. John the Revelator, he was writing about the seven churches and the seven angels Revelations 1, 2, 3, get in it. Uh, that Greek word, I'm going to mispronounce it because I'm from Kansas and I'm a hillbilly. But it's basically angelos. And it actually means messenger. Matthew 11, John the Baptist is referred to as the messenger of that time. In other words, your man of God is the messenger or the angel for this people. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble right here. You may not have me back after this. I don't care what, what, what the denominational world does. It's not Pastor Randy. It's, 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 it's not Sister Barbara. You know why you give them the title and the last name? Because they're greater in your life than just your preacher. They're greater in your life. That's not just, that's just pastor's wife. Uh, oh, don't you just say that. Don't you tear her down. Uh, you don't even realize it, but God sent you an angel. 
God loved this church so much, uh, he sent a messenger all the way to the Rock Church in Fort Myers. Uh, hey, I want to challenge your Rock Church. Uh, I don't care what nobody says. Uh, you keep calling him Bishop. Uh, you keep calling him by his last name uh, because you can't afford uh, for God to realize you don't respect who he gave you. Let me tell you, my daddy, my daddy was my pastor all my life. And you know what I got him in as my phone in my phone? I got him as pastor. My mama, she was first lady, they're retired now, but she's still Sister Parker in my phone. And I've had people pick at me and run me down over it. But I want to tell you as a young man, I had struggles with it. I had struggles recognizing them. It's just dad. Dad let me get away with it. It's just my pops, man. And it took 14 years old, a Gethsemane, for a young man to realize uh, that you better, better figure out quick that's not just your daddy. That's the angel of your life. And at 14 years old, I got my iPhone out, and I put pastor in there, and I took dad off. Hey, I, I wasn't saying that I don't love my daddy, but what I was telling my daddy is that thank God you're my man of God. I can't make it without an angel in my life. Hey, Rock Church, I want to challenge you if you've been here for 7 or 10 or 15 or a month. When you talk to him, I want you to be careful how you talk to him. When you talk to First Lady, be careful how you talk to her. That's the angel of your world. That's the angel that when you're stuck in this world, he came to you and he said, you can't do that. And you can't talk like that. And you can't say those things. You need to get rid of some of them friends. You don't need to go here and you don't need to go there. Church, can I challenge you? Don't tear down your angel. Don't diminish the role. Hey, what section is this? C section, B section. Over here, don't diminish the role of your man of God. I got a man come up to me. I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying. I'm on my second closing. Had a man come up to me. I, I love these old trucks. Have you ever seen the old Dodges that's got the Cummins in them, the old square bodies? I got a five-speed four-wheel drive, a 92, 120,000 original miles. Got a 12-valve Cummins in it. I got turbos on it. Got a candy apple red interior. Pinstriping down the side. Now, that's the good. I'm going to give it to you like a Craigslist ad, the good first. The bad is... The pinstriping is the only thing pretty on the outside. <laughs> but in my mind, it's just, it's patina just right. And I had two men come up to me the other day, last week, and they said, Pastor, and one of them was about to cry. He said, is there not enough coming in for you to go buy a new, a new vehicle? <laughs> it struck me the same way. I thought, I thought it was funny. I, I like it. Kind of got offended, man. It's my ride. What's you about? But he was worried about it, man. And I said, well, man, I said, I'll be buying one if we want one. I said, I just like how it rides. 
And he said, well, pastor, he said, I was backsliding on the hell before your daddy called me and got me out of the world I was in. He said, the three years you've been here, you've been nothing but a help to my kids. He said, I don't, I don't want you to have to worry about the carnal things in life. He said, I don't want you to have to worry about money. He said, it bothers me because I, he said, if I'm not paying enough tithes, you can buy something new. He said, me and my wife will make a sacrifice. He said, I don't want you having to work other jobs. I don't want you having to do all this other stuff. He said, all I want you worried about is getting me to heaven. Good people in Bonner. Another one comes to me every single service. He thinks he's smooth, brother, but he ain't. And he gets $20 folded up, and he gives me a handshake with $20 in it. They walk up to my wife. I got one lady that for long years give my wife $100 every week, put it in her purse when she wasn't there. Hey, you know what they're doing? I'll tell you what they're doing. They're making sure that their angel don't have to worry about gas money because they want their angel praying and building the church. Hey, there's no shame, Rock Church, and slipping your bishop a $10 bill saying, Bishop, buy some ice cream. You know what you're doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're letting God know, God, whatever I got, you got. Listen to me. If you won't take care of the little things, how's God going to give you the big thing? God, if I had a million dollars, I'd pay the church off. But you got a hundred in you. You won't give right on it. Hey, hey, that, 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 that just ain't Bishop Williams. That's the angel of your life. That's the angel of this church. And I don't know about you. I, I believe in angels. I believe in what I'm preaching. And you know what I'll do to this day? When things get a little tight, I'll make sure to Apple pay my, my, my dad $100. Who's all oh, you tight? I just want the Holy Ghost to know I'm taking care of the, the main man. Hey, the Bible says if you give with a cheerful spirit, he'll give back to your pressed down, shaking together, running over. In other words, if you don't believe that when you give with the right spirit, God's going to increase it and give it back to you, you don't even believe the Bible. It's basic faith, Rock Church, that when you take care of your angel, God's going to take care of you. This is what I got, got left. Angel got him out. All of that says don't look behind you. The Bible says in verse 23... The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into the city. I never caught this. 
The Bible says, Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire, and he overthrew the cities and all the plain, and all the inhabitants of the cities, and that which grew upon the ground. In verse 26, I'm going to quit. But his wife looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. And do you know what gets us? All my life, I've, I've heard that, and I thought she looked back while they was journeying. But the Bible says that they'd entered safety when she looked back. Do I have any saints that's been here a year? Would you wave your hand at me? A year. What about two years? That's, it. that's a growing church. Five-year saints. Any five-year saints? There you go. Listen to me, Rock Church. Why would you go back to what God delivered you out of? Come on, I, I, I want to give you, I told you, I already got my plane flight out of here. I, <laughs> I think I can probably run. Is there a way out that way? I can get out for y'all and get to me. Listen, listen, listen. Your man of God, he's not called to continually help you out of the same mess. Matter of fact, we all want to see this place stand in room only. How can he preach to the new saints when he can't keep the old saints out of Sodom? Now listen to me. Listen to me. This is a key for growth. Foundation's got to be stable before the angel can start building on it. Why, Rock Church, why would we go back to what bishops already got us out of? Hey, you know what we ought to do tonight? We ought to make a decision to stand. And when life hits you, problems hit you, God give us the spiritual Acuity to recognize when it's the same old devil coming around seven times stronger. You realize that's a biblical principle. That's what stops your growth. Hey, don't throw your hands up. Bishop, I just, I can't get nowhere. Every time you preach and I leave feeling good and then the, the, the same week. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's getting worse. Oh, it's not. <laughs> It's the same old thing you've been dealing with. It's just, you know, how come Bishop knows how to help you? Because he's done done it a hundred times. Y'all going to be real with me? Be real with me. Now listen. You want to see this, this thing get crazy? Then you need to not look back. And... Now listen, why do you think she looked back? I'll tell you why she looked back. I'll tell you. Because she knew she wasn't supposed to. She didn't want to see the destruction. She had family still there. Get in the Bible, dig it out. He didn't get everybody. She looked back because she wasn't supposed to look back. And you can tie it to Lot. 
wouldn't stand. That is, if you won't lead your homes, we put a heavy burden on mamas that God didn't equip them to have to do that. That is, they need, we need shouting daddies. The men ought to outpray the women. The men ought to outdance the women. The men in Rock Church ought to be here early. They ought to be the ones sweating and shouting. Can I tell you a story? And I'm gonna I'm gonna be quiet. Get that get out of here. It's, I know it's pitiful preaching. About six months ago, boy, I got mad. Mmm. Mmm. Boy, I was mad. And here's why. I got to looking. All the beautiful women of God shouting and praying and crying. And then men, you couldn't get to move. And do you know what got me? This is what got me. That the same men go home and be mad because the kids wasn't listening. Be mad because, well, my wife's not submitted to me. She ain't following me like she ought to be. And I had a few of them deals going on. And I said, you know what? Don't let another hypocritical man come to me aggravated about the marital troubles if you ain't leading them in the house of God. Hey, ladies... There's good women in this church. But daddies, when we don't lead, somebody has to. And all her life, Lot wouldn't make a stand. And so now, when it was stand or die, she didn't know that man. She didn't know the man that was leading her family. Leading my family. Why do you think she didn't listen? Because she'd never been led before. Rock Church, don't look back at what God brought you out of. Woo! That, that angel right there. It's the best thing ever happened to you. Let me tell you, politics didn't get him here. Connections didn't get him here. But you get in the word of God. He is God's messenger for you. So when you don't like what he's saying, it's not him you need to point at. You need to point up. This is what I want us to do. I'm going to close this. I want every member, if you're a member of this church, I want you to, if you've been here more than, say, two or three years, I want you to connect with somebody who's been here less than two or three years, even new visitors tonight. And this is what I want us to do. I want you to get them by the hand. I want you to lead them out of that pew. 
come on, I, I know you worked all day. I preached too long. But would you find somebody and get them by the hand? And this is what I want you to do. We're going to lift up the angel of this house. Come on. All over. Everybody that's able, if it's permissible. There's something that happens. One, one can chase a thousand and two. They can get 10,000 to flight. You know what happens when you get somebody joined up? You get unified. And if a church that's unified can pull anybody out of the pits of Sodom. Come on, church, would you close your eyes? You got, you got your brother, your sister by the hand. Can we begin to lift up the angel of this house? Are you thankful for your man of God? Come on, that's the key. If, if our angel will be the most important voice in our life, there's nothing that you can't conquer. Come on, don't diminish the man of God. Let's learn from life. God, thank you for the angels in Fort Myers. Thank you for the first lady of Fort Myers. Thank you. Come on, is there anybody? Do you remember the day that your angel came and you was in a mess and he brought you out of it? Do you remember when he laid his hand on your forehead and you got the Holy Ghost? Do you remember when he baptized you in Jesus' name? Come on, we wouldn't be here tonight if God hadn't sent a messenger. We wouldn't be here tonight if God hadn't sent an angel. Come on, side to side.
We need to learn a few lessons from life. Oh, we're thankful for the house of God. Thank God for the mountaintop. Generations, your family, and your children, and their children, their children. Come on, I know it's late, but I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, mamas, come on, daddies. Come on, young man, that you're coming by yourself. Stand in that gate. Stand for the truth. Lift up the hands of your man of God. It's going to be okay. It's going to work in your favor. Thank you for the angel of God. God, tear down any wall of bitterness. Any wall of division. I'm going to stand with my man of God. I'm going to stand with my church. I can't make it without my man of God. He is fire. 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 you to squeeze that hand tight and lift it up in the air and this is what we're going to do we're going to tear down every lingering thing we're going to tear down everything that's weighing us down and pushing us down if God be for us then who can be against us Rock Church I want you to get the hands and move them a little bit Come on, you know what you're doing. You're moving somebody out right now in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Hold on, I want you to get this. 
I want you to get this. The Bible tells us Job, almost 30 chapters that he was locked in nothingness. Everybody turned against him, but the Bible says that Job's fortunes turned when he started doing what? Praying for his friends. Hey, I'm talking to somebody that your lives are wrecked, you're faithful, but you can't get things together. You hear me in the Holy Ghost, things will turn when it's not just me, myself and I, but you begin to pray and connect and help others to come out of the world that they're in. Come on, if you've got somebody by the hand, I want you to do that. Squeeze it till the knuckles are tight. And lift their hand up in the air. And I, can I just do what I do at home? I want you to kind of shake that hand back and forth a little. And I want you to lift your voice and I, whoever you're holding hands with, I want you to pray for him right now. God, give them victory. That's it. Would you shout their name to the Lord? Would you lift their name to the Lord? God, I'm gonna, they're coming out. I'm fighting for them. I'm believing for them. Yes. Come on, can we lift it a little bit higher? Would you shake their hand and say, devil, I'm not letting go of them. I'm going to fight for them. They're not fighting it by themselves, but I'm going to fight with them. I'm going to war with them. That's it. Would you let your hands get loose? What are you doing? You're doing the most powerful thing you can do. You're fighting for your church. You're fighting for your man of God. You're fighting for your brothers and your sister. Come on, that's I feel it moving. Would you close your eyes one more time? Would you move them till you feel them getting the Holy Ghost? Would you move them till you feel them talking in tongues? Hey, they need to know you're not going to give up on them. They need to know I'm not leaving you here. I'm not going to let you fight by yourself. Your problems are mine. Your struggles are mine. Your heartbreak is mine. We're a church and we fight together. That's it. Come on, side to side. Yay! Yay! I know I'm long. Okay. I got a few of you. You're obeying the Holy Ghost. But I got a lot of you. You're doing it because I'm telling you to. I want you to listen to me. If you don't hear nothing else, you hear this. Your response, as your bishops taught you, 
is almost all that you need. You've got the Holy Ghost. You've got an angel in your life. You respond to the word of God. Don't allow your response to be influenced by what you're going through. Don't allow your world, don't allow Sodom and Gomorrah to influence your response. Because it did it to lot. Without any music, you stay. We're going to use you. I want you to get out of your comfort zone. Many of us found friends. Find somebody that you're not comfortable with. Find somebody you maybe not best pals with. Step out. I want you to grab a hold of them one more time. Find somebody that made you mad this week. Find somebody that you think their breath stinks a little bit. Come on. Let me, let me tell you about feeling the Holy Ghost. I'm way too long. I've probably been five and a half hours. Lord, forgive me. But I feel, I feel victory, and I believe we're going to leave with victory tonight. If you got them by the hand, I want you to look at them, and I want you to tell them, me and you, we're going to get out together. You're not going to have to do it on your own, but me and you, we're going to do it together. If you believe that, I want you to lift your hands. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to shout with your loudest voice right now. Come on, Rock Church. We're going to do it together. Hey, I believe God hears it right now. Would you shout your needs? Would you shout your problems? God, we're going to do it together. Yes. Come on, without any music, would you move their hand a little bit? Would you move a foot a little bit? If you can't do nothing but tap a toe, would you tap a toe right now? But just do something. You need to let the devil know, I'm not staying here. I'm not going to sit in the gate no more, but I'm going to come out on top. That's it. The devil thought he had me. was dead hey I've been too long but you might as well tell somebody shout neighbor you don't have to leave the same way you came you got a brother and you got a sister and we got the Holy Ghost shut up in my bones we can get out we can walk in favor we can walk in increase we can walk in anointing my 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 some of you don't believe me
Maybe I preached too long for you, but I wish I had 45 that's radical tonight that you'd say you need to get out of my way. I'm not gonna sit here another day. He turned my mourning into dancing, my sorrow into joy, my pain into gladness. If you believe it, would you step out? You might as well go home with victory tonight.
shot at 200 that you were thankful that it brought you out Let's go.